Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim In the name of Allah, the most beneficent, the most merciful The Islamic Propagation Office at Rabwa www.islamhouse.com Is pleased to present to you this lecture May yahdihi Allah fala mudillalah Wa may yudlil fala hadiyalah Ashhadu an la ilaha illallah wahdahu la sharika lah وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن إلا وأنتم مسلمون يا أيها الناس اتقوا ربكم الذي خلقكم من نفس واحدة وخلق منها زوجها وبث منهما رجالا كثيرا ونساء واتقوا الله الذي تساءلون به والأرحام إن الله كان عليكم رقيبا يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم أعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما أما بعد فإن أصدق الحديث كلام الله وخير الهدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر الأمور محدثاتها فإن كل محدثة بدعة وكل بدعة ضلالة وكل ضلالة في النار وإنما توعدون لآت وما أنتم بمعجزين I praise Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and he's the only one worthy of praise <coughs> I seek his help, his guidance and his forgiveness I believe in him and I trust him I seek refuge on Almighty Allah from the evil of our passions Indeed whomsoever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala guides him to Al-Islam, no one can mislead him after Allah. And whomsoever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala put him astray, no one can guide him after Allah. I testify openly that there is no deity worthy of worship except Allah Rabbil Alameen. And I testify that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is his messenger and the seal of all the prophets. O Muslims, you must know that the best speech is the speech of Almighty Allah which is the Qur'an. The best guidance is the course of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, which is his sunnah. The worst of all affairs is innovation and addition to the religion of al-Islam. Indeed, every addition to the religion of al-Islam will lead to hellfire. I adjure you as well as myself to fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to the best of your ability. Fear Allah and don't die unless you are Muslim. After this, I greet you all with the greeting of Islam. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. May the peace and the blessing of Almighty Allah be with you all. And I'd like to welcome all of you for continuation of series of Tafsir for the last juz. And today, inshallah, we have a new surah, which is Surah At-Tariq, surah number 86, which is called The Night or the one that knocks by night okay first of all we're going to recite the surah inshallah after this we go to translation word by word after this will be a general translation and after this, inshallah, we go to the tafsir. 
سورة الطارق أعوذ بالله السميع العليم من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم والسماء والطارق وما أدراك ما الطارق النجم الساقب إن كل نفس لما عليها حافظ فلينظر الإنسان مما خلق خلق مما إن دافق يخرج من بين الصلب والترائب إنه على رجعه لقادر يوم تبل السرائر فما له من قوة ولا ناصر والسماء ذات الرجع والأرض ذات الصدع إنه لقول فصل وما هو بالهزل إنهم يكيدون كيدا وأكيد كيدا فمحل الكافرين أمهلهم رويدا okay, إن شاء الله We're going to be dealing with verse number one to four. And before this, inshallah, we like to have a small introduction about the surah. This is surah At-Tariq again, which is a Meccan surah. Surah Makkiyah is a Meccan surah. I.e. revealed to the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam before his migration to Al-Madina. This surah consists of 17 verses. This surah consists of 17 ayah. And the surah, it deals with a major subject of Islam which is the subject of aqidah, the belief in resurrection after death, the ability of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to resurrect it and bring the human being again to life for accountability. Okay? So this is the, the main subject that the surah is dealing with, okay? As also deals with the issue of Al-Quran, which also is something, is the basics of Al-Islam, because it have all the rules and regulation, how to worship, how to obey, all the things. So Surah Al-Tariq, inshallah, from verse number one, بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم والسماء والطارق وباي السماء 
ذی ہیون اطارق ذی نائت کمر ویرس نمبر تو وَمَا أَدْرَاكَ مَطَّارِقَ وَأَنْدْ مَا وَطْ أَدْرَاكَ مَكْ يُو تُنُو مَا وَطْ الطارق ذي نايت كامر ورث نمبر ثري النجم الثاقب النجم ذي ستار ثاقب بيرسينج تو جو ثرو فيرس نمبر فور إن كل نفس لما عليها حافظ إن إذ كل every نفس soul or human being لما بات عليها أوفرت حافظ a protector or a watcher now a general translation In the name of Allah, the most gracious, the most merciful. By the heaven and the night comer or the bright star. And what will make you to know what a tariq is? It is star of piercing brightness. There is no human being but has a protector over him. Okay. Surah At-Tariq and verses 1 to 4. Here Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying where, which we translate, where usually we translate it and. By here we're going to translate it by. By the heaven 
Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala here is swearing by the heaven, i.e. the skies, and at-tariq, the stars. And when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is swearing by some of his creation, it's for us Muslims to pay attention and to examine such a thing because it is a sign that shows us the wisdom and the abilities of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It's for us to reflect in these things which Allah swearing by. And as I stated before, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala swears by whatever He wants. No one can question the action of Allah. But as for human beings, they could not swear by anything except by Allah Almighty or one of His names. And the Prophet ﷺ had informed us about the seriousness of such act by saying من حلف بغير الله فقد أشرك which the meaning is whosoever swear by other than Allah indeed he had commit a shirk so here Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala swearing by as-sama and by reflecting on the sama, which is the plural, which is the single, and the plural is samawat, how Allah lifted up with no pillar that we see, how Allah had perfected, how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made it to cover the whole earth, and you can see the beauty and the mighty in the creation of the heaven. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala swearing by as-sama, by the sky. And if you reflect on it, you see the abilities of Allah, and you see the greatness of Allah, because the Creator is much, much, much greater than His creation. And one of His creation is the sky. And how great is the sky is. So now by observing the sky, it will give you some understanding and some idea about the greatness of the one who created the sky. And also Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is swearing by At-Tariq. By At-Tariq. Which is the stars. That shows up by night. And anything which comes by night, we call it Tariq. Anything that approaches you, and comes by night, we call it 
طارق okay so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala here swearing by the star which is approaching by night and by the day you don't see it disappear what else Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala also swearing by النجم الساقب or that he's explaining to us الطارق because he said وَمَا أَدْرَاكَ مَا الطارق who can tell you and who can inform you and explain to you what الطارق is this is so great to such a degree no one can describe الطارق for you and Allah told us about it which is a najm and a saqib it is a najm it is a star but this najm is saqib that so lighting so much light that goes through the darkness of the light through the darkness of the night to such a degree with this great distance between you and this star that you still see it while you are living here on the surface of this earth so see how much a distance which only Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows how far it is but we still can see it because it goes through all this horizon and all this space and all this darkness with its light which Allah has given to it. And Najmu as Piercing brightness. And after this Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he swear with all this to tell us that inna in kullu nafsin lamma alayha hafiz there is no human being but has protector over him or over her every single soul every human being and this is again to show you the abilities of Allah the power of Allah can you imagine the billions of people that live in regardless they are Muslims or non-Muslims Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had put in a charge on every soul every human being angels to guard him protect him watch over him and record his deed so you can imagine how many angels not in existence but how many angels only to carry such obligation if every human being at least minimum 
he have two angels. We have more than this. But if you imagine that the number of angels, the minimum number of angels that in charge of every single human being are two. One writes the bad deed and one writes the good deed. So see the number of the human being multiplied by two. And this is giving you the number of the angels, not the total angels which Allah has created. But this, it gives you the number of angels who only in charge of writing the deed of the human being. Now, in addition to this, you have other angels who is behind you and before you to protect you by the command of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala from the evil, from harmful things, from the shayateen, you see? And this again is, shows you not only the ability of Allah, but the rahmah and the mercy of Allah. Because if Allah left us without a protectors and watchers, we're going to be attacked because we have the enemies from the human being and we have the enemies from the jinn. So if Allah leave you alone, you will be destroyed. Physically, mentally, spiritually, by all means. Because you have wild animals, you have things that, uh, germs, you have jinn, you have a human being. And animosity is there always, you see. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala out of his mercy, that he sent hafadah. As he said, لَهُمْ عَقِّدَاتٌ مِّن بَيْنِ يَدَيْهِ وَمِنْ خَلْفِهِ يَحْفَظُونَهُ مِنْ أَمْرِ اللَّهِ That Allah had put in charge of every human being, معقبات, angels, in front of him and before him, okay, behind you and in front of you, to protect you by the will of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made these angels, to protect you by his will and his command and his order. And whenever your time comes, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will make these angels discharge their duty. And now the angel of this will be able to come and take your soul. So you are protected even when you go to sleep. You be sleeping, you don't see what is going around you. But out of Allah's mercy that He put angels to watch over you. Alhamdulillah. Okay, the few verses coming say, verse number five. So, let man see from what he is created. Faliyanzur let every Human being. Yanzur means to look. 
or to see, or to observe, فَلْيَنْظُرْ So, let's see. الْإِنسَانِ The human being. مِمَّا From خُلِقَ Been created. Verse number six. خُلِقَ مِمَّا إِنْدَافِقَ خُلِقَ He been created من from ماء a water دافق gushing force Verse number seven. يخرج من بين الصلب والترائب. يخرج comes out or proceeds or exits من from. بيني between الصلب the backbones الطرائب the ribs verse number eight إنه على رجعه لقادر إنه verily and the pronoun here referring to Allah على أبن رجعه bring it back return it back قادر لقادر is able Okay. Now, general translation. So, let man see from what he is created. He is created from a water gushing force proceeding from between the backbones and the ribs. Verily, Allah, the Almighty, is able to bring him back to life. Let us see. فَلْيَنْظُرِ الْإِنسَانُ مِمَّا خُلِقُ Let the human being think, reflect, and examine how he been created. How did Allah started him? And in this is two things. Number one is see the ability and the power of Allah. And number two, to see the weakness of your own self. And here Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is commanding us and when you 
listen to this command, you'll be worshipping Allah. So one of the form of worshipping is to reflect, to think, and to examine what Allah commands you to examine, like reflection on the creation of the heaven and the earth, the change in the alternation of the day and the night, because all the things will lead you to the Tawheed, to the belief in Allah and the ability of Allah. And also here, you need to reflect and to think. So when you get to know who you are, how you start, so now you don't see yourself so great, and you be arrogant on people and proud to prostrate to Allah. Because you been created from Ima'in Dafiq, from Igashin Water, i.e. Cement, which is Gashin, coming from the air, the male organ, going in the female organ, and protected by Allah in the woman's womb. So now, look how Allah, from such gushing fluid, gushing force, how you've been created. And this nothing but a semen, a drop of semen. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala call it ma, a liquid, a water. So this your beginning coming from a water, coming from a private parts, going to another private parts. So don't let this degree, or this seat, or this big title, take you away and make you arrogant, and far from worshipping Allah. Remember who you are. How did you start? What is your beginning? And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala also specifically telling you that this water or this gushing fluid is coming between the man and the woman, coming between the backbone and the ribs. So, with the mixture of this, it became the creation of the human being. And it shows the necessity of a man and the necessity of a woman for a baby to be in existence by the will of Allah. And it shows you that from where this been the manufactory of such water and this gushing fluid that came. And this is something also for us to reflect. How does Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam know about such a thing like this? Maybe he will assume that 
a human being been created from a semen, but how can Muhammad know where this water manufactured and been prepared? How does he know about this coming from the backbone of the man and the lips of the woman? Indeed, in reflection on something like this, it tells you that this Quran from nowhere except Allah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the one who had created the mankind, is the one who had revealed this Quran. This could not be known in such a time. There is no, barely any lab, computer, or medical examination, or, or experiments. None of this been existing in that time. And this Quran coming to say, how is the man been created? From where and to where? Indeed, this is a sign. And it proves that it's from Allah, is not man-made, is not from Muhammad, is not from the shaitan, but the one who created mankind is the one who knows how he been created and from where he been started, because he said, proceeding between backbones and the ribs. So let man see from what he is created. He is created from a water gushing force, proceeding from between the backbones and the ribs. And not only the ribs, but the, is the upper part, not even the ribs, but the upper part of the ribs. Where is usually a woman wear her necklace. Subhanallah. See Allah is telling you from where this stream of water of a man and woman coming from where? Develop where? The backbone of a man and the upper part of the ribs of the woman. And with the mixture of both of them, it will be the existence of such human being. After this, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is telling us, إِنَّهُ عَلَىٰ رَجْعِهِ لَقَادِرُ Verily, Allah is able to bring this human being back to life. Allah is able to resurrect you after your death. And the one who had created you before with no any sample or example previously is able to bring you back again to life. And which creation is more mighty? To start you is more difficult than rebuilding you. 
But the one who had to start you, since he was able to start you, it will be much, much easier on him to resurrect you. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is able not only to bring you back to life, but he's able to put you to this again, or to send you to hellfire, or that send you to Jannah, or that he can make you die and revive you again and again to suffer the punishment of hellfire which you used to deny and reject. Allah, if he want, he will return you back. That means, return you back from old age to young age to a child to a baby to a gushing water and give you a backwards circle how you can go to your original. Allah is able to do all things. But this was basically the verse or the surah building over affirming and confirming the, the resurrection after death. Indeed, Allah is able to bring people back to life. For what reason? To be tested, to be rewarded, or to be punished. So everything will be exposed there, and everything will be presented there. And this what came in the next verse, which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala saying, يَوْمَ تُبِلَ السَّرَائِرِ يَوْمَ The day. تُبِلَ To be examined. السَّرَائِرِ The secret. The hidden things. Verse number 10. فَمَا لَهُ مِنْ قُوَّةٍ وَلَا نَاصِرٍ فَمَا Then not Yahu for him men any Allah power where and Nasser a helper. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala saying general meaning verily Allah is able to bring the human being back to life on the day when all secrets will be examined then he will have no power nor any helper The tafsir of this is 
Allah is able to bring him back in such a day, and Allah giving one of the views and the scenario of the day of judgment, which is asara'ir, the secrets, the hidden things, will be tested. That means Allah will bring it out. Anything been hidden, whatever aqidah, belief, intention, whatever it is, good or bad, was hidden there. And nobody else knows about it except yourself. And only Allah before you, He knows about it. So Allah will bring you back to a day which will bring out your intention, what you was hiding from the people. Yes, the people saw you and assumed that you are, but you was different. So Allah will bring all these things out. And in that day, it's not going to be a helper, no a protector. You could not prevail the punishment of Allah. Neither somebody can come and protect you from Allah. So that means, if your bad intention, if you have a bad intention, bad belief, wrong belief, hiding things from the people, so in that day, Allah is the only one who will be dealing with you. And be aware, and be sure, there is, you could not help your own self from Allah. You could not stop Allah of punishing you. Neither anybody can come to help you from Allah. So you don't have mighty in you, neither anybody have a mighty tool get you out of the trouble. فَمَا لَهُ مِنْ قُوَّةٍ وَلَا نَاصِرٍ After this, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He goes again to swear by some of His creation. And again, like I said, it's for us to reflect in these verses when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is swearing by something to get our attention to it, and to think, and to reflect. So what Allah is saying, verse number 11, The sama, the sky, by the sky, that position, Al-Raja, the returning rain. Verse number 12, Wal-Ardi And by the earth, Al-Ard, the earth, that possessing Al-Sada'a, the splitting the opens out
verse number 13 verily it is and the pronoun here referring to the Quran قول statement is saying فصل separates serious verse number 14 وَمَا هُوَ بِالْهَزْلِ وَأَنْ مَا نَطْ هُوَ a pronoun referring to the Quran بِالْهَزْلِ a joke or amusement So here Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala swearing by as-sama' What is there in as-sama' But here he's talking about something different From the beginning Now he's talking to you about thinking and see How Allah made the sky to be a means of ways to return the rain To return water back and it goes back and forth. So, goes up in the form of a smoke, comes down in a form of water and rain. And as a result of this, there is something else to receive, which is the earth. And when the earth receives this water, and this rain starts split, and open, and out of it comes the trees, and the beans, and all the things for feeding the human being and the cattle. So you have the Samah sending down by the will of Allah the rain, and the earth receiving by Allah's will and giving back vegetation. What Allah swearing on what? He's swearing by this to tell you. This Quran is a true word of Allah. This Quran is a serious matter. It separates between right and wrong, between belief and shirk, tawheed and shirk. It separates between falsehood and the trust. Okay? The Allah is swearing. There is the people of Mecca. And then everybody else who denies this Quran or saying that Muhammad is fabricating the Quran or or anything like this, they say, no, this not is not. This Quran is a criterion between right and wrong. It's not a joke. It's not a game. 
is not something that you be making fun of it, playing, not paying attention to it. Is not hazli. It not came to be written in verses hanging in the wall and nobody paying attention to it. It didn't come to be a necklace for women hanging round their neck, having a little kursi and all the things and nobody paying attention to it. It's not a word of a magician. It's not inspired by jinn. It's not fabricated by Muhammad. It is a serious matter. It is a putting the line between right and wrong. Separates the people and making them two groups. A group go to paradise and group go to hellfire. And he brought a serious statement. And telling you the rules and regulation how to live. And what is right and wrong. And what is halal and what is haram. What is sunnah and what is bid'ah. Is a serious statement. Is not a joke. Is not amusement. So you better pay attention to it. Carry it out. Live it. Matter is serious. It's not a joke. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala again saying about the kuffar. Innahum yakiduna kayda. Verily. Verily. Innahum. Inna. Verily. Whom they, Yakiduna, plotting, are plotting, Kaida, a plot. Verse number 16, Wa'akidu Kaida, and Akidu, I am planning, Kaida, a plan. Verse number 17. Famahil then. Respite. Give a respite. Famahil. Al-Kafirina. The disbelievers. Amhilhum. Give them a respite. Ruwaida. Gently. Or for a time. Or a while. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying what the meaning is. Verily they are but plotting a plot against you Muhammad sallallahu alayhi And I am planning a plan. So 
they respond to the disbelievers, deal gently with them for a while. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying about the plotting of the kuffar. Here they deny the Quran, rejecting Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, and now they plotting against the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, and the deen of Allah, their tricks, their plans, try to fight, to kill you, get you out of the country, everything to stop this deen. But, I'm blotting also. That means I have something for them. Allah, it didn't neglect the kuffar. Whenever and wherever they are. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has his way. How to get them. He given them a time. And he given them a rope. For them hanging their own selves. So don't worry about what they're doing. They could not reach you. Neither they can stop this Islam from spreading and going everywhere and to be heard and to be adopted by others. Don't worry about what they're doing. Leave Allah with His plan. He has something for them. And soon you will see how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will seize them and punish them in this life as well as in the hereafter. And with this, inshallah, we come to the end of our class for today from Surah At-Tariq, Surah number 86. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Wassamai wa tariq. Wama adaraka ma tariq. النجم الساقب إن كل نفس لما عليها حافظ فلينظر الإنسان مما خلق خلق مما إن دافق يخرج من بين الصلب ترائب إنه على رجعه لقادر يوم تبل السرائر فما له من قوة ولا ناصر والسماء ذات الرجع والأرض ذات الصدع إنه لقول فصل وما هو بالهزل 
انهم يكيدون كيدا واكيد كيدا فمهل الكافرين امهلهم رويدا سبحانك اللهم وبحمدك نشهد ان لا اله الا انت نستغفرك ونتوب اليك If anybody have any question related to the surah, inshallah, we'll be glad to listen to it. Thank you for listening. Jazakumullah khairan. In conclusion, we ask Allah that He brings you benefit through this lecture. For more information, you may contact us through the following address. The Islamic Propagation Office, Rabwa, P.O. Box 29465, Riyadh, 11457, Saudi Arabia. Phone, 445-4900, also 491-6065. Fax 4970126. If you would like to listen to more beneficial lectures, feel free to visit our website at www.islamhouse.com. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.